Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Season 2, Episode 3 of Just Talking Sports Podcast, where I'm your host, JT Noah. And on today's episode, man, it is dicey. You got the NBA Conference Finals, which have started. You have the Stanley Cup Finals. You have the MLB with their stumps, their substance policy, and these umpires are hilarious. You got some NFL news arrest. Someone came out, which I'm happy for him. And then you also have that NCAA men's baseball tournament where there's four teams left and a chance for one series left in the finals. So let's get right into it. And before we get into it, I should say I'm sorry for the delay. It is a day late on the podcast. Uh, I had some technical difficulties yesterday. Um, That's why I had to push it back to today. Also, um, just some family happening. I'm trying to help my brother out. The family's got a firework tent. If you guys didn't know, it's an independence. Y'all should come visit us. We got great prices on fireworks. Just a little plug for my family's firework tent. It's an independence. Go check them out. But let's get right into it, guys, with the NBA Conference Finals talk. And let's start off with the Western Conference because they're they're farther in than the Eastern Conference. Western's got, uh, they've just finished game three last night. The Eastern is on game two tonight. So, the first two games went to the Phoenix Sun, and yes, the Suns did not have Chris Paul in both of those games. They were both at Phoenix. Devin Booker went off. DeAndre Ayn's been playing well. Crowder's been doing his thing in those first two games. But the big talk in those first two games was, A, Paul George. Paul George was kind of showing up in places, and then in game two, he showed up, and then he just plummeted so far. He plummeted faster than... Faster than I've seen someone plummet in the Grand Canyon. I mean, he was he was doing shot for shot with Devin Booker in the final seconds. And then he gets fouled. The, the Clippers are up by one. And he misses both free throws. Both of them. And then chaos ensues with the Phoenix Sun. Um, they get a, a weird play where some people think it's out on the Sun. Some people think it's out on the Clippers. They review it take forever they take their little turtle turtleneck times and it comes back and they say oh it's sun's ball so the sun's inbounded with 0.7 seconds on the clock jay crowder inbounds it throws a oop to deandre ain deandre ain viciously slams it in and everyone's like oh that's goaltending well you can't have goaltending on an inbound so there's no offensive goaltending on that play the back the basket counts the suns go on to win and I mean, here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. I loved all the memes. Oh, Paul George is falling off. Paul George is doing that. Paul George also kept this team in the game at times in game two, especially. In game one, he was iffy. But game two, he definitely kept them in the game. And then there was those memes about, uh-oh, the Clippers have them right where they want them. Because you got to remember, in the last two series, they go down 2-0. And then they come back and win it. 2-0 against... Um, they come back 2-0, get the game seven to beat the Mavericks. Go down 2-0 to the Jazz. They come back and beat them in six games. So what's in store for this one? Well, I'll say this: they're already it's already two to one. They won last night. They won game three last night, and Chris Paul was playing. So it's kind of weird, but you knew Ty Lue was going to make some adjustments. It's just going to be: is the Sun coach uh, Monty Willis going to be able? Williams going to make his adjustments to the plays as well, and we'll see about that. Uh, Devin Booker had to wear a mask because him and Patrick Beverly got into a little... I wouldn't say they got into it, 
they headbutted each other and now he's in a mask. There's there some things going around there. I don't know, man. This this series is up in the air. I would love to see the Suns make the the finals. I think it would be really cool. I also think it would be really cool for the Clippers to make it. I just think the Sun are, the Suns are the hotter team. They got the more momentum. I think they're also maybe the better team. And I will pick the Suns to win this in seven games. I do believe the Clippers and Suns will go seven games. We'll see. But DeAndre Ayn's oop was phenomenal. They're calling it, what are they calling it? The Valley Oop. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. The Valley Oop. I love the nickname for it. So we'll see. I think Clippers will take game four. So it'll be 2-2. And then they'll head back to... No, they would have three games in LA. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do believe this series will go to seven games. But let's move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Where you have the Milwaukee Bucks... Okay, they beat the Brooklyn Nets. Cool, cool, cool. Everyone's okay with that. But you also have the Atlanta Hawks. Who thought the Atlanta Hawks would be there, guys? I will raise my hand and say I did not. But Trey Young, man, he's putting on a show. The Hawks actually took game one in Milwaukee. Trey Young dropped 48 points. Said, let me drop 48 on your heads, Giannis. And uh, they took game one. So the Hawks lead the series, obviously, 1-0. Game two is tonight. I do believe Milwaukee will take game two. I still believe the Milwaukee Bucks will win this series at probably five, uh, I'll say six, because the Hawks stole one in game one. I'll go six games. That is a little more than I anticipated, but I will give the Hawks two wins before they are finally eliminated, and we'll get Giannis Antetokounmpo in the finals against either Paul George or versus Chris Paul, which I'm okay with either one. I want to see Chris Paul win a championship. That'd be awesome. Uh... Paul George, I would love to see him make the finals just to get him have a decent series uh, the rest of the conference finals and in the finals so he can get that stupid playoff P or um, all those horrible nicknames he has because I feel like he's such a great guy. And he plays well in the regular season, but he sometimes just fails under pressure in the finals. And I just want him to get those good things happening. And so hopefully he can get through it and have a great series going forward. And I think it helps with... Kawhi being out. It's weird saying that, but I think it helps with Kawhi being out. And then I guess while we're talking about it, it's not in my notes, but I'll talk about it right now. I, I, I've i mentioned this to some of my friends, Will Grabble, great friend of mine. We talked some NBA. He likes the Suns a lot this year as well in the final, uh, in the playoffs. But I told him, I was like, you know what would be a great trade? Listen, folks, listen. The two main pieces in the trade, Paul George and Ben Simmons. I don't know what the rest of the trade would look like, but those are the two main pieces. You send... Paul George to the 76ers, and you send Ben Simmons to the Clippers, obviously. Here's the thing. Why would you do that? Well, you remember, Ben Simmons needs the lane to be open, and Bede blocks the lane. With Kawhi, you can spread Kawhi out, and you can keep Ben Simmons inside, or you can let him drive to the basket without having the big man in his way. And then with the 76ers, you have the big man in the middle, they spread out the floor for Paul George. So it works out either way. And I think a big man helps Paul George improve his game. Because think about it. I think Steven Adams was a huge reason Paul George had such great success in OKC. I'm just laying it out there. I think that was a reason. And New Orleans Noel was also a reason for that. And I think if you give him Joel Embiid out there, I think Paul George will strive with Doc Rivers 
and Embiid. And I think Ben Simmons just needs a new, new location, new team, just to start over and get everything going right for him. And I think that'd be a really cool trade. Two big block blusters names and some under pieces, obviously, to go with it because you can't just do that unless you're playing in the 2K game. <laughs> but you see, those two pieces, I think that'd be a really weird trade, and we'll see. It could happen. I would love to know your guys' thoughts on that. Sticking in the NBA, uh, the lottery was rolled out. Uh, the Detroit Pistons get the number one pick, followed by the Houston Rockets. Everyone thinks they'll go uh, Kate Cunningham from OK, uh, Oklahoma State. Some people are now questioning what does the Pistons want to do with it. Who knows? I believe you need to go with Kate Cunningham. That's just my opinion. We'll see what they do. I don't know, man. After Kate, it's kind of up in the air who you can go with. But Kate to me, is the number one pick automatically in the NBA. We'll see what the Pistons do. And then, uh, since I was a day late, we get Jason Kidd news today. Uh, Jason Kidd has been hired as the new Mavs coach. There was rumors that it was going to happen, and it's been official today. So Jason Kidd is the new Mavs coach. And I think it's a weird hire. He's a below 500 head coach all time. I just, I don't know if I like it. I thought I thought Mark Cuban could have done better maybe with the head coaching job. He didn't have to do it fast. But we'll see. We'll see if they can keep Do- uh, Luka Doncic there. And we'll see what they do with Kristoff. Because I think I've heard Kristoff's kind of getting upset because he feels like he's not the co-star. He's just a... A stepping ladder for the star so we'll see what happens there now let's move on to the MLB uh, you had Wando Franco the number one prospect in Major League make his debut this week for the Tampa Bay Rays he hit a three-run home run and a double I mean the there's a video going around of his dad it's so priceless he's in the stands with the video camera on his phone he's going crazy you love to see that i love to see debuts for mlb players and he's a number one prospect he was drafted when he was 16 years old he's 20 right now i'm 20 this man's 20 and he's making millions dude where did i go wrong (laughs) but i mean i'm happy for the man and then this the substance checks have really officially started and man oh man these pitchers are furious. Let's talk about Max Scherzer. Whoo! Max Scherzer, the Washington Nationals were playing the Philadelphia Phillies. Joe Girardi, man, he was he was so sad that Max Scherzer had substance on him. They he made the umpires check him three times, three times. He's like, I think it's in his hair. Took off his hat. They rubbed his hair. Uh, he undid his belt. Almost dropped his pants. I was scared for him. I thought he was gonna drop his pants. Um. But I'll tell you one thing. I feel bad for those people in the airport that have to check Max Scherzer. He does not look like a person you'd want to check. He's just always mad about being checked for something. Uh, George Girardi, that game got ejected because he started talking to the other coach. Everyone thought it was to Max Scherzer, but it was to the hitting, uh, the pitching coach. The pitching coach and George Girardi actually used to be on the coaching staff for the Yankees. So they know each other pretty well. And they're just throwing back some shots at each other. And George Girardi got heated and got ejected. It is what it is. You also have uh, Sergio Romo. Why are you checking Sergio Romo? This man has above 5 ERA. If he's using a substance, he's using the wrong substance. Let's be real. There's no way if you're using a substance, your ERA is that high. He literally dropped his pants. He dropped his pants. Unbelievable. He dropped his pants. They also had Sheho Atani being checked. Like, dude, come on. Why are we checking Sheho? Sheho Atani made it so casual, too. He's like... All right, here's my hat. Oh, here's my belt. Like, it's so funny. I love it. I mean, the MLB and uh, 
they're just Manfred's making a fool out of himself with this. It's so funny though. And then the last thing that happened last night, the Cubs throw a combined no-hitter against the Dodgers. They used four pitchers to get the combined no-hitter on the Dodgers. The Dodgers have lost five straight, got swept by the Padres. Then they lost game one to the Cubs yesterday. I mean, are, are you, if you're a Dodger fan, are you worried at all? Like, give me your input. I don't know if I would be worried, but a combined no-hitter, yikes. That's tough. Hey, hey, just remember, the Giants also were didn't have a hit yesterday. But they didn't play. So, ha. Funny, funny stuff right there. Now, let's move on to the NFL. The NFL actually had uh, a pretty busy week, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, Carl Nassib, uh, Oakland Raiders player, he announced that he is gay. And the outpouring support for this man is so crucial and so supportive. I'm so happy for the man. I'm glad he could felt comfortable enough to come out and say that he is gay. And, I mean, I have no problem with it. His He had the number one selling jersey for the, the last two, uh, two days in a row after he announced that he was gay. So, like I said, the support's going well for him. I wish him success in the NFL career as long as he's when he's not playing the Chiefs. That is fine. But, yeah, uh, if anyone asks me if I have a problem with it, I do not. I want people to live their own life, and they shouldn't feel like they have to be in a shell, even if they're in the pros. So, I'm... Congrats to you, Carl, for coming out as being gay. And I'm sorry if that offends you that I don't care if he's gay or not. But that's just my opinion. You ha- you are right to your own opinion. And I won't judge you for your own opinion. Now you have Frank Clark. Frank Clark was arrested in Las Vegas, guys. Frank Clark, the defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs, was arrested. Um, uh, he was getting pulled over for a routine uh, pull over and uh, the officer saw a duffel bag open and there was an Uzi inside it and I'm not going to lie to you I didn't know what an Uzi was until I looked it up and an Uzi is an automatic weapon um, it looks like a razor, uh, like a laser gun um, a ray gun I don't know what you want to call it but it probably shoots pretty fast but he's arrested He was he's obviously been released on uh, bond he says his attorney at least says that's his security guards so we'll see what happens there. I don't think the Chiefs will do much with it. And I doubt the NFL will do anything with it. Maybe fines or anything. But I don't think the Chiefs will do any like serious things like release him or anything. And that I don't see happening. But it is what it is. He had his concealed carry, concealed carry license. So if that's what, uh, that means you can have guns. But in Las Vegas, an Uzi is illegal. So there you go. And then the last thing for the NFL is Cole Beasley versus COVID. This man, Cole Beasley. Listen, Cole Beasley, he's a great, great, uh, but he's a decent receiver. He's a, he's above average, and I think he is underrated at times in the NFL. But uh, he decided to come out with a two-page letter or essay uh, talking about why he's not getting the vaccine, that he wants to live his life, and uh, all this. And if he gets fined his whole salary this year, he'll give it up. Uh I think most people, the reason they had a problem with it was his reasoning for not giving it, getting the vaccine, and not just saying, oh, I won't get the vaccine. I'm here for everything and whatever you want to do with your life, it's your life. Live it to the way you want to. Live it to the fullest of your ability on the way you feel is the fullest for you. But man, that that, uh, two-page essay was a little odd. And people have their right to their own opinion, like I said. And I mean, I had no problem with the two-page essay. to me, it was it was like a movie 
that was three hours that could have been two hours or two and a half hours his paper could have been probably a half a page half a page or a page instead of two pages let's be real cole you just wanted to add a little more stuff to it to make it out there for everyone to know that's all i'm going to say and then we have the NHL. And the NHL is in their finals as well. Conference finals. We're headed into the Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Lightning versus the New York Islanders. They are tied at three games apiece. Game seven is tonight. I believe the Tampa Bay Lightning will pull this one out and head to the Stanley Cup finals. And where they'll meet the Montreal Canadiens who beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights last night. To make it to the Stanley Cup. They won it 4-2, so they won it in six games, is what I'm saying to y'all. Montreal had the worst record, believe it or not, going into the the playoffs, and now they're headed to the Stanley Cup Finals, where they'll meet the Tampa Bay Lightning or the New York Islanders. I think it'll be the Lightning. Who knows? It could be New York. That'd be crazy if it's New York, though. That'd be really weird. New York's best team would be their hockey team. Put that in your head. New York's best team would be their hockey team. Hey, that'd be pretty cool. New York versus Canadian kind of uh, Stanley Cup. That'd be cool. I'm okay with anything. Uh, The Blues aren't in there. That's the only team I really keep up with in the NHL. The NHL is very dangerous, folks. It's a very dangerous sport. There's a black puck that looks like a burnt hamburger getting flying around on a stick on ice. And I can't skate, so it's not fun for me. But it's really cool to watch at points, especially those announcers, man. They, they. If you ever want to know how hard it is to be an announcer, go watch an NHL game. Watch those announcers. Like those announcers have it real hard. <laughs> so yeah, I think Tampa Bay Lightning take Game Seven tonight against the New York Islanders, and they'll head to the Stanley Cup Finals to face the Montreal Canadiens. And then last but not least, the College World Series. Man, has it been a good one. And like I said last week, I said to you, my two teams were Vanderbilt and Texas. Well, I'll say it right now. Both of those teams are still in it. There's four teams left. You have Vanderbilt, NC State, Texas, and Mississippi State. So, hey, there's two SEC teams. There's an ACC team, and there's a Big 12 team. So there you go with that. Uh, you have Vanderbilt playing NC State tonight, um, which Vanderbilt also has one loss. And if you didn't know, in the College World Series, you have to have two losses to be eliminated. So Vanderbilt has to beat NC State twice to make it to the final showdown. And then you have Texas, who also has lost one game, and they play Mississippi State. So in order for my two teams to make it, to the final, they both have to win back-to-back games against the same team. Vanderbilt plays NC State today. They were supposed to start at 1.30. It has been delayed for as of right now due to uh, health protocols. I don't know what's happening up in Omaha, but there's a health uh, protocol right now, so they're in a delay. But Vanderbilt is throwing out Kumar Rocker for game one. They win. They play tomorrow night. Tomorrow, I should say. Texas and Mississippi State play tonight. Vanderbilt lost to NC State one nothing already. Vanderbilt almost got eliminated two nights ago. Yikes, that was a close one. Not going to lie, was very scared. 
They were down by two runs going into the last inning, and they pulled it off. Thank you for pulling it off, Vanderbilt. That was an insane game. Insane, insane elimination. There's been insane games everywhere, folks, in this College World Series, and I'm all for it, man. Watching these college kids go nuts is one of the greatest things ever. Then you have Texas versus Mississippi State. Texas beat Virginia last night. Well, early this morning as well. They were in a delay due to weather last night for three and a half hours almost. And I think the uh, they won six to two, and uh, it didn't end until about twelve thirty this morning. Very, it was a very good game. It was three to two going into the top of the ninth. Texas put on three runs, pretty much put it away. They won six to two over Virginia. They play today against Mississippi State. The obvious to surprise team is NC State. NC State's not ranked in this uh, tournament. Um, Vanderbilt is the three. Texas is the two. And I think Mississippi State's the six. Then there's NC State who wasn't ranked. But if NC State wins today, like in the first game of nine innings, they're headed to the finale, which then they'll face... The Texas or Mississippi State winner. But if they lose today, it's not all over for NC State. They still have to lose tomorrow. So, what I'm telling you is NC State has two shots at beating beating Vanderbilt to make it to the final. They have two shots. If they can't do it, they don't go to the final. Same with Mississippi State. They have two shots in real life to beat Texas. And Texas has two shots. They have one shot, really. You have one shot. You have... You Texas has got one shot in the chamber. You've got to win both to get there. You can't lose. You can't have a bad day. You can't have a bad pitching. It's all hands on deck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying to you. So Vandy and Texas, my two teams that I picked, both have one loss. So they can't lose again. While the team they're playing hasn't lost. So they have two losses. So my numbers are not with me is what I'm telling you. So there you go. I'm hoping they make it. But if they don't, I'm okay. I would love right now to see NC State win it at this point at this point because NC State's the underdog has been for a while and just to finish it off would be great. I mean they beat uh, Arkansas for crying out loud so I'd be okay with NC State winning it all if it's not Vanderbilt or Texas. Just don't please don't let Mississippi State win it all. I don't want Mississippi State to win it all. Thank you. So yeah guys that'll be the show. I mean episode show podcast whatever you want to call it. I'm sitting in a beanbag in my house with my fan on talking to y'all so that's all i'm going to tell you guys it's it's fun doing what i do i'm so glad to be back doing my podcast it gives me excitement during the day to get it done it, it gives me more motivation to look at espn stats and all that and get into the metrics it's so fun to see what's going on in the, the sports world but like i said that's the episode i hope you guys have enjoyed And until next time, I will talk to you all later. Peace.